Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Porter Singer. I get to speak with Nina and Edie again in this episode. We're going to be talking about sacred desire. Um, and then after that, I'm going to just talk about the safety card because I actually had to miss last week due to illness and some travel. So I wasn't able to publish the Sacred Desire episode last week, so I'm gonna combine them because today is the release of the song that is inspired by the safety card, this beautiful card that they made. And um, the song is Safe and Sound, so I'll play that at the end of the episode. Uh, Here we go. So yeah, the Sacred Desire card, uh, the painting was, I remember for that painting, I I felt very much like playing with, even though it's not it's not done in a very uh, uh, meticulous way. But I wanted to play with sort of these shapes, these geometric type shapes, and like the leaves of the flowers uh, or the petals or the leaves, whatever they kind of are. That's also a little bit more abstracted. Like I, it wasn't a I'm painting this particular plant or flower. It was like I'm gonna paint some, some yeah, design, you know, almost more like, um, or I say geometrical shape. Again, they're not really geometrical, but that was my my feeling behind it. Um, wanting to sort of dip my toes into that and play with that, and be very bold in the color. Uh, which most of the paintings are, but then some are, you know, calmer. And this one, I felt like bringing some, some, some pink. Um, mm. And uh, that's not a color I use off. Well, I do use it, but it's not often the background. So I'm thinking of the other card, which we already talked about, which it has, but it's a soft pink. And this one was kind of a bit more, uh fiery in its own way or i don't know if fiery is the good way to say it is more vibrant maybe um but then also like having a, a figure that's peaceful that's like centered and i think for me the 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 sacred desire like desire carries with it some of that vibrancy and some of that energetically that like richer color kind of like um the reds and oranges and pinks um but then the sacred the sacred desire the deeper kind of like really intentional like what is it my soul wants like that that's thing i feel like the little character in the painting represents sort of that space like okay i'm here meditating i'm in the in the here and now um yeah that that's a few things that come up for me when i when I think about the the painting and the card, and the yeah the entry, the the cupped hands too. Do you do you have anything like was that a was? Yeah, I don't even know how I, to ask it. But what how does what does that mean to you? That well, that's a receptivity for me. Like, and I actually not for long periods, but I do meditate in that pose sometimes. Oh. Or I guess. I know but it's not like I sit in that pose for an hour like but it's it's a it's a receptivity uh gesture or or mudra like for me it feels like yeah which yeah I haven't I hadn't really uh thought about it 
as much. Um, so I'll give it a, a little bit more thought while while you both talk more about the song and, and the words for the card. Yeah, Nina. Um, yeah. I love hearing, I could he listen to you all day, you'd be talking about your <laughs> art. This is so great. I'm like, I want to do every card. Um, <laughs> this is so fun. So <laughs> the, yeah, like for me growing up um, Catholic, mainly, I guess, you know, mixed, but I went to Catholic school and there was this such like this strong, you know, teaching that like desires are evil, desires are bad, you know, and not just sexual desire, just kind of all desire, right? Like you, you're supposed to follow what the church or what the adults or the teachers or your parents. And it's like this, this motion of like closing in all the time and kind of like shutting down the heart and instead of opening and trusting, right? And, and, and so recently, I would say over the past like five or six years, I read an article to find it, but it's by Audrey Lord, I think is her name. And she's a feminist scholar. And she writes about this idea of saying yes and of sacred desire. And that really we can't go wrong because if that desire is in our hearts, it is for the benefit of everyone, right? If it's not coming from the ego, the wound, like if it truly is like this girl and the pink and in this gesture and this, this focus, like there is no way your desires are going to harm others, quite the opposite, right? And I've come to also realize that the universe, God, however you want to call it, what if there is a dream that was there for us, you know, that our soul incarnated? And when those two align, like that's our purpose, right? So our own sacred desires, like this GPS that is showing us, oh, I'm a writer, I'm an artist, I'm a singer. I'm a lawyer, whatever it is. And like when you, we find joy in that, it matches what like our soul was called to do. And so how can that be wrong? How can that be bad? Right. We, and if we don't say yes to it, we are miserable, right? We feel misaligned. We suffer. We're in, in more pain and, uh, and less joy. And so I, I love the colors, you know, and this card was just so clear to me, like with the vibrancy of it for the, for this theme. Okay. So you just said, that you read this article and she was talking about saying yes. And so I was like, oh, wait, did I get that from your booklet? And I looked and I'm like, no, I did not get that from your booklet. So that's really <laughs> interesting to me. <laughs> song, yeah. That's well, pretty so the, the, the first sentence is many of us have been raised to, to fear the resonant yes within our Oh, okay. Okay. And to mistrust our longings. Okay. But then so she I did. talks about that idea of sacred desire. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. I don't yeah, really it, remember where the the lyrics came from at the moment that I that I wrote them. I tried not to borrow too much, but that's cool. No, it's yeah. beautiful. I love what yeah, love this song too. That's so, um, I love all the things you said about it, Nina, and that the song has the yes in it as well. Because I feel like it's so real that in our our culture is like that that we you know need to not desire things and that yeah that there is a deeper like way of like connecting to the all that is within did, and through our did you grow up in the u.s you think? no i grew up in in holland okay the okay because so we both grew up in france and you grew up in holland the states the united states i find is there's actually a little bit more positive about desire. Yeah. I mean, not everybody, but 
the idea of yeah. following your dream is not as yeah. silly of a notion in the United States, but yeah. yeah. But you also notice that it can become like, there's sometimes a fine line between maybe desire and excess or indulgence and like, you know, or like, or, or that gets, can get mixed into the, like what, like to, to really become kind of bare about what is it that I desire? Mm-hmm. Cause I can start naming 20 things that I desire, but then if I really take them under the loop, I'm like, actually, I don't really desire that. Or maybe I desire that because I think it will bring me this other thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, you know, the more, again, sort of more sacred desire. Like a lot of desires are, are ego desires and which I find, yeah, it can be tricky to, 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 to sort of tease apart. Like what is, what is my sort of, um, which, you know, maybe in American culture, that's sort of like, I want, I want, like I can have everything versus what is the sort of more, yeah, <laughs> rooted, sober version of it, but but not sober in that, you know, religious, like Protestant, in my case, sort of like Calvinistic way. But, um, but yeah, I do also know what you mean. And I do think that there's in Europe, it's a different, um, there's maybe a little bit more shame even around <laughs> that base level. Like, yeah. 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 Well, I, this is so interesting because this week I'm in this um, business class sort of thing. And um, she just shared this article by Rene Girard. I, I think he's French actually, probably. Um, or, but it's called how to know what you really want. And he has, it's um, his theory is called mimetic theory. Basically that like all of our, not all of our, but most of the things that we want, we want because somebody else has them as opposed mm. to like re- really being like something that originated yeah. within ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I, that's, which is why I think, I mean, you very smartly called it sacred desire. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And there's a big, big uh, parental ancestral component, right? If in some families, it's very desirable or respected to be an artist and not to be wealthy. But in other families, it's like, no, 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 you must be a doctor or a lawyer. Otherwise, the rest is very undesirable. And so how much of that is ours? And and that's a process, right? You could work with this theme for a long time uh, to untangle what is yours, what is carried, what is societal. Like in America, it's respected to be a billionaire. In Europe, it's kind of like, oh, you must have stolen something or you must be a little <laughs> unethical, right? There's like that that mistrust because of the, the history of, exactly. of royalty, you know, like they did, you know, kind of unfairly hold all the money and the power and the church did as well. So there, there's reason for that mistrust. But here we, you know, in the US, we have a little bit of the other extreme is like the Puritan ethic of you are, worthy if you are rich that means god looks favorably upon you right and so we we look down upon people so it's you know neither has it you know in a a way that maybe is very healthy but i do agree with you in america there's more of this like you can do it but then it's more (laughs) focused on the individual yeah it's a little bit of a hero's journey which is fine but like we're a little bit forgetting about the, the communal the societal 
like yeah. what happens to everybody else, right? With the lone hero or Hollywood's uh, fame situation. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, and another component of this that we haven't talked about yet is, um, which is why I mentioned it in the song, was is feeling that you're worthy of your desires, which is also why I asked you about the receptive thing, because to me, this person, there is no question that I'm going to say she, but they mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> are are worthy of what they want. They're just asking for it. And they know that, you know, that this this thing within them is going to blossom. In fact, it has blossomed all around them. That's how I see it. Um, so, but that's something that's sort of beat out of us, I think, too, because yes. we come in being like, oh, can I have this? Can I have this? And then we yeah. learn not to ask. You know, yeah, to ask, and then also like you have to work hard, mm-hmm. right? Which is fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with hard work, but there's a little bit of it's a little too much, right? Like, mm-hmm. you must suffer to deserve or to receive. Yeah. When we look at nature, like nature, the tree isn't. I mean, it's let's say a mango tree, like covered in mango. It's not like it's maybe working harder than a <laughs> another tree, and maybe not, right? Like bount- bounty is not something that as humans we're used to, like this bountiful abundance. We have to work that's something we have to work at changing a pattern around yeah. right yeah um, well when you look at all the kids that are making millions making youtube videos i feel like it's reversing <laughs> yeah maybe they know yeah. something we don't <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> yeah uh, were you gonna say something Edie? um no i don't think i had anything uh to add that was gonna like I, I I just felt like yes like you know whatever <laughs> saying about yeah about all of this like the abundance um issue of like just just the search of how much shame there is around receiving and you know re- reception being like the the feminine principle and sort of mm-hmm. like this whole allowing for for um for it to come to you and to to actually be able to receive it it's uh it's a huge huge learning curve i feel that we're in as a society and that we're still at the beginning of that's such a great point it just actually occurred to me how all the shapes here are open right like the flower is open these these things they're all they almost they feel like feminine yeah and receptive like like vulvas yeah yeah Yeah. and and yeah everything is is open i love yeah yeah these things make their way into my art without me like i never thought that right but now you say it i as soon as you put up the card i was like yep (laughs) (laughs) and then having this talk and then i'm like oh god it all like totally weaves together but yeah it's it's again it's not like always intentionally you know thought of it's not a manipulated in that way but it's but it was yeah it works it's yeah yeah these themes they all come in and out and blend mm-hmm. but yeah it's really tough figuring out what you actually want because you have to go so inward i'm 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 actually really consciously working on this right now to yeah to create like less derivative desires <laughs> for myself yep. or at least pinpoint them. I must have them already, but to pinpoint them. Yeah. Yeah. What you just mentioned about this, uh, mnemonic, no, mnemonic, mimetic, 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 
mimetic. Uh, like mimicking, just, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And wanting what we see others have, or like what I mean. It's it's completely like even in in children, you see like it's so strong, and we carry mm. it on. But then to like, it's it's really um, interesting. I think to sit with that, it's really cool. Yeah. And I think yeah. we have to like everything go back to our body. Like our body will give us the clues mm -hmm. because we one we might think, oh, well, this will make me happy. And yeah. then we get it and it's not the case, right? So we have to allow that the heart and that desire to guide us like through, mm -hmm. do I feel more relaxed when I think of doing this? Does that bring me joy? Even though financially it's maybe not the smartest thing or whatever, like my parents don't approve, but does it bring me joy? Does it light me up? I think that's because often we, if we're in our head, we're not going to figure out the sacred desire. Like if we stay with our body without, we drop into our heart. And I talk about that in the card, like dropping into the voice of our, of our roots, of our womb space, like that creative place. And that, that can give us some, some clues of the steps in the direction of, of those um, sacred desires. Yeah. I think that's a great point that you just made because the, we have to have a bit of a guideline I feel in like how do we know what is even desirable but you just said like does it give me joy or does it make me feel joyful and I think that like just the very simple like you can even make it simple like do it does it make me more happy like but joy is a better word in a way but like and then to kind of have a little bit of a, a north star with this because because the world is telling us that we must want everything from you know i don't know yeah like a certain type of car to like a certain like facial cream to whatever like so it's like and and yeah it's really hard to to even know i think for most of us like how do you even start to uh what kind of um measure do you use like because we use money for example like yeah the more money the better no that is old that is not real it's not true you know and your inner child can be the clue like so the body and connecting with your inner child which is why we included it in here because they were unfiltered by mm. money power fame they didn't have those filters so when you remember like being three or four or five like what just like connects to that joy, even if it's not the same dream, of course, the dream can evolve, but learn from your inner child, allow him or her or they to remind you of what it's like to have that unfiltered, unbiased, like just heart opening joy. And, and I am worthy to receive, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not judging myself. I can receive this from the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A huge component of this, I'm thinking as you're, as you're talking about that is, is not just the turning within, but it's the belief in something that doesn't yet exist because we're all unique. So we all came here and I'm sure that our desires are something that does not exist yet. Cause if it did, we wouldn't need to have them. That's my guess. <laughs> mm, <laughs> so yeah. believing in something that's invisible. I mean, that, that requires a lot of inner work. That requires a lot of trust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's what, yeah, what oh, trust what you it. you did. <laughs> it didn't exist. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, go ahead. And it, and it just no. came to us, right? Like, it's like we're looking at these cards and we're discovering them because yeah. it's not for us, right? Like, we were just, we had yeah. this desire to create this deck because 
it will hopefully serve right some mm -hmm. some people out there who can find some benefit from it so it, it is yeah i told i love what you said porter yeah 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 there's a like and for like for in with painting like i have made so many paintings and still am like this has always been part of my artistic journey to be very uh honest with myself to and because i've repeated myself and you know i i have like sort of manipulated certain ways of creating sometimes in order to but i think um to get to have a certain result but i think that my i always challenge myself to come back to creating for the sake of creating and for the, for the sake of that i i find joy in this mm. i find meaning in just the act of it and so sometimes these paintings come through and i'm like okay and I don't really know what it's for and I don't have a, a, a purpose for them or a reason for them. And this is why it was for me so special and beautiful to, to sit with Nina and have, and go through all this, this work that, that some of them haven't really been shining, you know, they've just been like, cause I make a lot and then they just kind of sit there and some of them do go out in the world and get their, their, their sunshine and their purpose in the world but many of them don't because they just don't and it's like for the cards it's, it's just kind of like wow i don't know my heart yeah just gets really full because i'm like oh wow these little babies like <laughs> they, they they do it does serve a purpose you know just to creating for the sake of creating even if you don't know yet like mm. 10 years how all little we threads are going to weave together and that's i think for every one of us in whatever it is that you do and that you do with joy like um yeah it's it's uh, there i i animated a little video of um charles eisenstein he talks about this really well um i can put a little link up somewhere to it but like it's exactly a yeah, like like following, you know, what what lights you up, like what makes you come alive, and, yeah. and follow that. If you like, send me the link to that, I can uh, put it in the show notes for this episode, so people can click on it. Yeah, I just thought of it because it's he talks so eloquently about it, but it's that exactly this kind of thing is like like we're so in our culture because everything has to have this this outcome and purpose and results, and we're too fixated on that, and and it's hard to. I think also as an yeah artistic person or creative person, which we all are creative people. Like, and it's like to feel like you're not just quote unquote wasting time when mm. you're, you know, making like pottering around, creating something and whatever. It, again, that is for your particular. And that's that's what we have to find. Like, what is that in you specifically that makes you come alive and then. Mm. And trust, like you were saying before, is a huge component of it. So, like, you don't know yet what it's going to, yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful note to end on. So I hope you guys enjoyed that segment with Edie and Nina all about sacred desire. Um, I realized that uh, that's something that I talk about in terms of inspiration. And um, it's always fun to talk about how people kind of come to that uh, innate realization within themselves of 
what sparks, you know, what sparks them, what makes them come alive, as Evie said. So um, I'm going to read a little bit from the safety card, which I didn't get to talk with Edie and Nina about. They'll be back in next week's episode to chat with us about the next release. But for this one, I just wanted to read some of Nina's words because I feel very drawn to them. I have to say, so this this box, this card set that I have, um, the inner child and beyond that I, I bought from Sage Moon, there is a reason why Hay House um, has decided to sell these. I mean, there's just, it, they're impeccable. This this box of cards, this Oracle deck, the booklet that it comes with, it is, it is so useful and lovely. Um, I actually bought another card deck the other day because I was like really excited about card decks because after this one, I just was, was like, man, am I spoiled. This one is just so good. <laughs> um, you know, the other one was okay, but it just, the, just the artwork, the words, I mean, everything. Okay. So <clears throat> she writes safety, which is card number three. Many of us did not feel safe growing up. You might have experienced unsafe physical or emotional environments. There might not have been an adult you could go to when you were in distress. As a result, you may spend most of your life reacting to potential invisible threats, which exhausts your nervous system. We cannot access our sense of joy, belonging, and connection when our survival brain is activated. And she goes on in the invitation. Then the inner child part, so there's sections to each, to each thing, uh, invitation, inner child, and then journey. So in the inner child portion of the uh, booklet, she says, can you, re or of this card in the booklet, can you recall a moment in your childhood when you felt completely safe and trusting like the child in this image? So this is the image. It reminds me of the little prince. Um, if you're not on the video part of the, um, of the, uh, the podcast, if you're listening to this on like Apple or something, you can go to my YouTube channel, um, Inspired Artist Podcast, and um, you can see the card that I just held up. But it looks like, you know, it's a little tree and it's a, uh, it looks like a little boy sleeping with some foxes and some sheep and um, at the bottom of the, you know, on the grass. So can you recall a moment in your childhood where you felt completely safe and trusting like the child in this image? Allow yourself to revisit that memory. And then I love that she added this. If nothing comes to mind, we invite you to visit this image and imagine yourself as this child. Feel the support of the tree, the warm, soft breeze, and the peacefulness of the scene. Engage all of your senses as you breathe, focusing on length, lengthening the exhalation. That's something that's very uh, calming to the nervous system, lengthening the exhalation. Say out loud, we are safe, this is safe. <clears throat> so when I was writing my, this song, um, I was thinking about safety, obviously, and just feeling, um, that innate sense of safety that we experience when we are connected to our soul, when we're connected to source, when we're in a state of alignment, because that's really the only safety that we are ever guaranteed. Um, similarly to the love card, or not the love card, but I, I called it the love, the mother card um, that I wrote, I am the love about. If we're constantly seeking these things, safety, love from external 
places, from other people, from experiences, we're seeking it from a place of lack, from not feeling it. And we're never going to get it from the outside because we perceive that we're lacking it. Um, when I talked about alchemy in the last episode, I talked about how we know now, we know, scientists know this is not, um, it's not witchcraft. Well, maybe, maybe it is uh, if we're talking about, um, you know, the world as potentially, you know, uh, spells and crafts and stuff, because if we are uh, indeed creating the image of our world, of our reality um, internally from the inside out, and this has been proven, this is quantum physics, uh, then we are in a sense sort of spell, you know, spell casting. Um, so it sort of depends on how you, um, how you understand the world, I guess. On the one hand, you could sort of look at it like witchcraft. On the other, it could be science, um, which which is an interesting play that this author that I just uh, finished reading her book called The Spell of Rosette kind of uses in um, in her two worlds, where she has one world that that uh, is governed by witchcraft and the other that's governed by you know science and physics, and they're they're exactly <laughs> they, they they are very uh, similar principles. Um, but seem like worlds apart. Anyway, if we know, which we do, that we are all basically pretending to be living on a flat earth that we all know is round. I mean, we don't all know. We haven't, the, we have not all caught up with this um, new reality that we are creating the image of our reality from the inside out. Um, but if we do understand this, and you know, we're all on the same page here that I'm talking about, then we understand that seeking something outside of ourselves is never going to work because that's not how reality works. So it's sort of like seeking to change your reflection in the mirror and not understanding that it is reflecting you. <laughs> so, you know, it's like you see, you see like a, a smudge, you know, on your cheek and you try to fix it in the mirror, you're never going to get that smudge off. You have to take it off of your of your actual cheek, right? So if you're seeking safety or love outside of yourself, if you're not feeling it like this, like this connection that you have to a wellspring of abundant safety and love that is source, that is the cosmos, the universe, whatever, <clears throat> then you're never going to experience it because that's not how it works. That's like trying to change the reflection and not understanding that you are what is reflecting. So um, I think that's all I have to say about that. And uh, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I really appreciate you spending your time with me. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to write in the comment section down below if you're watching this on YouTube or uh, leave me a review with a question. Or you can email me at inspiredartistpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, have a great week. Bye. I am safe in the arms of my creator. I am safe and Say
tuning into the podcast y'all please like subscribe rate comment whatever the platform you listen to podcasts on offers you as a way to let its algorithm know that you're enjoying these episodes that really helps also there's some links in the podcast description notes that allow you to support the podcast in a way that benefits you and us so please check those out and if you'd like to stay in touch with me you can sign up for my mailing list at portersinger.com. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.